I've got a plan. Or <laughs> it's kind of Dutch. Get over here, boy. I don't. You're, You're all right, boy. girl. Boy, boy. <laughs> don't tell me we're recording. Oh no, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> Not for long, though. Welcome back to the. <laughs> that wasn't Arthur. That was really bad. Let's try to get. Damn it! Welcome back to the. No. <laughs> hey, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> oh, we, we need it. We need. We need some whiskey. We, yeah, we need some whiskey. Alright. Arthur Morgan here. Ar- Arthur. Arthur, let me let me tell you something, Arthur. Dutch, we don't have time for this, Dutch. We've got a, I've got a plan, Arthur. And that plan... We need money. We need to subscribe to the Odd Drunk Podcast Instagram and Facebook. What in tarnation? <laughs> What's an Instagram and a Facebook? What the hell are you talking about? Did you hit your head again, Dutch? Uh, Damn it. I didn't hit my head. I, <laughs> I can't do these voices. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to torture you guys the whole time here. But. <laughs> this is the Odd Drunk Podcast. We need Welcome. money. <laughs> no, we are here <laughs> discussing. Um, and I'm just going to say right now, right here, a new series, remembering certain video games that we really like. Yeah. So we, We've done a lot of talk about video games that we uh, hate. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> but now we're going to start talking about some that we like. So hear me out, Colton. This is the first time for me and you and for the listeners. Yeah. Let's make it games that are like at least a few years old, a couple years old. Or do you really care? It doesn't matter. No, bless you, but it doesn't matter, boy. Nothing matters anymore. Yeah, we're talking about Red Dead Redemption. I've got the TV. Red Dead Redemption. Dose. Dose. Yes. Um. Well, yeah, we could talk about both games in general, and I. I've not played the first Red Dead in years, though. I haven't played it in a long time. I know. I mean, I've watched a lot of videos on it. I'd have to buy it again. Yeah. don't want to do that. Well, I have it on the Game Pass thing. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Now. It's available on Xbox One, but... Not on the Game Pass? Not on the Game Pass, no. Lame. Yeah. No, but, uh, but yeah, we're here to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Um, and why we just love it we're just gonna, so We're just going to gush over a game for uh, an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know... So, Buckle in. Just buckle in. Strap on your spurs. Yeah. Uh, grab your... Uh, drink some whiskey. Drink some whiskey. Uh, go kill that old rat, Micah. Because <laughs> he sucks. He does suck. Um, <laughs> and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get, get on it. We're going to talk about some video games. Um, but before we talk about... No, we're not well, talking about some video games. We're talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. We're not a specific video game. You know what we should do first before we do any of that, though? We should roll the intro. 
It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poured. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have And if you let that whiskey ring. The Odd Drunk Podcast! God! <laughs> okay, it's there. It's there. It is there. That was, that was it. <laughs> so yeah, in the spirit of Arthur, and a lot of the characters in the game, honestly, we are drinking whiskey. We have two whiskey. different types. I have yeah. my Jameson... Uh, from St. Patty's Day, yeah, left saving it, leftovers, and trying to save some money, some money. <laughs> but I have a plan. What is your plan? We go to Tahiti. <laughs> See, I can only kind of do Arthur. Dutch is hard. He's, I can't. I can't. Dutch really, is hard to pinpoint. I can't really do either. You could um, do an Arthur. I, I can kind of do an Arthur. Come on, girl. Yeah. You know, that type Bo- of thing. Boy. Boy. Yeah. You're Lenny. all right, boy. Lenny! <laughs> Lenny! <laughs> Don't worry. It's not going to be that loud for you guys. because we the, have. <laughs> that's the easiest uh, one to do. Um, so you got Jameson. Uh, which Sean and the old Driscolls would drink. Yeah. That's was, for sure. Those damn old Damn old Driscolls. Damn old Driscolls. Uh, cut your dick and balls off before you ride with us. They do threaten that guy. <laughs> and I've got, I've got. Uh, Sorry if that was a little too graphic. I've got a good old American, uh, Kentucky straight, uh, bourbon, uh, Basil Hayden, which is a pretty good bourbon. Nice. Uh, do you want a little bit? Yeah, I was gonna ask. I mean, you don't yeah. have a pretty good bourbon, and at least not let me try. There you well, go. Well, that's a. <laughs> well, you don't have to drink. That's a shot right there. Shot. Well, you don't have to take it as a shot if you don't want to. Are you gonna take yours as a shot? Uh, no, I'm actually not. I'm gonna say okay, good. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely um, that's definitely a whiskey. That is <laughs> good sipping whiskey, and we've also got, which is why I'm gonna go easy on the whiskey. We've also got some beer here. Yeah, I thought about getting like Coors Banquet because that's the old school bottled, the little stubby ones. Well, uh, but I was like, I need to save money. I just yeah. Well, if do you want one of these, you can. What is it? This is uh from Carver's. Brewing. Ah, local. Here in Durango. Here in Durango. uh, Mexico. uh, No, no, no. Here in Durango, New Austin. New Austin. (laughs) Actually, we're more like... And uh, We're more like West Elizabeth over here, but... Something like that. Not Grizzlies quite. That's more up north. Yeah, or like tall trees. Yeah. Kind of that area. I uh, kind of picture Strawberry as Dur- a Durango type town, tourist a very town. town. It's in the mountains, <laughs> you know. Uh, this is the Jack it's more Rabbit, uh, Pale Ale from Carver's. Uh, I might. Carver I think I've had this before it's while I've one. been there, but I've never had it from a can. It's a good one. Uh, I got it last night. I was I was over at Carver's. First a beer I've pints. had in a while. Well, I guess since the last couple episodes. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a good it's a good beer. They I was gonna get it from a uh, growler, but they, they're not doing growlers right now. Oh, they're not. Yeah, probably COVID. COVID reasons. reasons yeah. yeah. So they were just selling six packs. 
So yeah, guys, I am hyped. I am so hyped for this episode. Uh, me and Colton both have been playing a crap ton of Red Dead 2 to prepare just the jogger yeah. memories, and it's just so good. It's so fun, and it. I've been it, playing a crap ton, and I'm still like, you're barely in the barely story into the story because I've just you only been, have a revolver and a. I've been just fucking around and. <laughs> yeah, I watched pl- uh, Colton play uh, before we <laughs> started recording tonight, and. He was doing what most new players do. Hawkeye people? But see, I will say, you have the right to do that. I do. I've earned it. I've done two playthroughs before this. And you got good honor and then I, bad? Where, well, I no. I did both my previous playthroughs. I got the good ending. Like the good ending the, or a good ending? The good ending on oh. both playthroughs. Um, the first time I played through, I made an effort to get really good honor. Yeah, I kind of just went through the story. The second time, I took my time, and I didn't make an effort to get the good ending. But you weren't like going out of your way to be bad. Yeah, I I still tried to be Arthur and yeah, and uh, ended up still with the good ending. So this time, I think if you be Arthur, you will end up with a good ending. This time, I'm gonna not give any craps about that. (laughs) I've I've seen it several times. Yeah. Now I just want to my first playthrough do stupid. I didn't get stuff. Okay. Let's talk about playthroughs yeah, for a second here. And that's another thing. That's a, one of the reasons this game is still so good because there's, it's not an RPG, but it has so many RPG elements, and you have uh, a pretty good amount of choice over the story and how Arthur, what kind of person Arthur is. It feels like more of an, uh, an RPG than Fallout 4 did. Yeah, honestly. It doesn't have character building stats and stuff like that, but it has the choices. You role-play as Arthur. Yeah, you, you know, there's more role-playing in this in Red Dead Redemption 2 than there is in some You get RPG to be games. your Arthur. Yeah. Essentially. It's, it's, it's a lot of RPG games tend to... A lot of developers take the approach of if it has character customization, building, uh, different skills, you can put points in type of thing, that type of character building, it counts as an RPG. But... So many of those games do that, but then don't have actual role-playing in them. No, exactly. You know. Um, no, this game, and we'll get into it, but it has such a lived-in, immersive world. Oh, yeah. And But let's just get back to playthroughs, like, story-wise. Um, my first playthrough, I was pretty bad. I wasn't the worst. I was still, like, a little below the middle. Yeah, I did bad things, but I didn't go out of my way to have horrible honor. But I still got the bad ending. I remember at one point in one of your playthroughs. Well, I loaded a save. Yeah, at one, <laughs> at one point in one of your playthroughs, I was watching you play. Uh, I went on a killing spree. And you were kind of at one point like, okay, fuck it. I'm not going to get the good ending. No, I did get so to that might point. As well, might as well roll with it. Yeah, I, I tried bringing my honor back up, but it was too late in the game. Yeah. I mean, I could have, but well, you can grind, that would have taken more time. You can time. grind by walking around San Denis and saying hi to people. Yeah. <laughs> but I always that. end up in the fight or something. <laughs> yeah. Or getting Arthur drunk and then getting in a fight. Well, it's like you'll spend an hour going around San Denis saying hi to people, getting good honor, and then and then some guy will look at you wrong and you'll shoot him and then... <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, my first... Oh, spoilers, by the way. I mean, if you're listening to this... It's been out for three years almost, so come on. And it's yeah. an amazing game. Play it right now. Stop listening. Download it. Buy it. It's on sale a lot of times now. 
play it. (laughs) But spoilers all the way. So, yeah, I got the bad ending where when you fight Micah, I did go to help John and stuff. I wasn't because yeah, I wasn't gonna be that bad on my first yeah, playthrough. The, they have the choice where you can go help John or, or you can go back for the money. Yeah, and that's, money. That's the ultimate <laughs> bad ending. You go back. You you get oh, the it's bad really honor bad, and you go back for the money, and you die really even worse. Yeah, you die but, in the mud. But you get like stabbed. It's sta- yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, but but yeah, I got the one where Arthur's like John was the one that he made it. Yeah. And then Micah shoots him in the head. Um, And that was such an abrupt ending for Arthur. I hated it. Yeah. I really hated it. And this game, I mean, if you have any kind of heart, it will get you in the feels, you know? Yeah. And for games don't really do that to me that often. Not very often. There's only um, a, a few games I can think of off the top of my head that uh, got me in the feels like that. Uh, Red Dead 2... Uh, the first Red Dead, yeah, definitely. When, when John, uh, see, when John dies, I've played the first Red Dead, but I never finished it back then. Oh yeah, because what I actually my first experience with Red Dead was Undead Nightmare. Oh yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, because I was really into zombies and stuff like that at that time, and it was like twenty. I it was a couple of years after it came out. It was like twenty thirteen or fourteen when I got it. I think it was thirteen, but. I know I was still playing Skyrim a lot. Yeah, <laughs> when I, I got, but um, I um, I played through the first Red Tide probably three or four times. Oh, nice, all the way through. But see, I got Undead Nightmare first because they released it as a standalone game, which yeah. was cool. And I wish, well, we'll get to that later. But um, but yeah, that was my first experience with it, and and I watched a lot of videos on it and stuff, and you know, um. And I did play the story a lot. I just never finished it because I was like, yeah. it was kind of a big game. And I was still more into Skyrim at that point. Yeah. Um, And like New this Vegas. Is around the time where those, those are the two games I was playing was Skyrim and Red Dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, But Red Dead Redemption 2. Some people might get mad at me for saying this or think it's <laughs> controversial. And this isn't this isn't counting the graphics or anything. Obviously, the yeah. graphics are amazing and way better than the first one. Yeah, yeah. I still think graphics or not, Red Dead Two is definitively better than the first one. Yeah, I think. Um, see, I, I'm a little mixed on this, so I I do think Red Dead Two is for the most part better, but. I want to go as far as to say it's definitively better, like across the board, because the first Red Dead um, got so many things right that had never they they no had not yeah gotten right before. I'm not discrediting the and first Red Dead. There's actually I mean technically the first one's Red Dead Revolver. Yeah, but um, no, I am, which I have a theory on Red Harlow. But um, yeah, uh, I have a there's a couple theories on that. Yeah, so but we'll get to that. Um, but the the first Red Dead was so good. But the I think the main reason, I think there's two reasons, two big reasons why um, Red Dead Two I think is better. Other than obvious, like uh, the gameplay has been modernized for you know what we're used to now. Yeah, um, it's less clunky. It's a little more uh, refined. 
But the first Red Dead, um, you get starts out really strong, ends really strong, but the middle part in those missions become kind of a slog. Yeah. At some point, it kind of you feel like you're just kind of grinding. You're grinding through side these missions, you know, yeah. quest after quest. So there's that, and uh, I just and think then they... there's the role play part. I think Red Dead Two lets you. You know, role play as a cowboy. Red Dead One doesn't really have that. No, it doesn't have all the choices. It doesn't have like nearly as like Red Dead Two the way you can interact with any NPC. Yeah, um, and antagonize or greet them. Yeah, that's basic, but it's still enough to make you feel in character and immersed. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not trying to trash the first one. The first <laughs> one's amazing. It started this. It, well, it was it was probably my favorite video game other than we wouldn't have this. It was one, one of my. It was probably one of my favorite video games until Red Dead Two came out. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, damn. <laughs> well, the sequel will beat it. Um, but what was smart on Rockstar's choice is it's a prequel because there was no doing a an actual sequel to Red Dead One. No, no one wanted to play as Jack. Yeah, and that would have been like not the old West anymore. Yeah. In fact, Red Dead One wasn't the old West anymore. Red Dead One it was takes like place the, in 1911. Yeah, it was post West. It was the end of that. Yeah, 1911, and then uh, Red Dead Two is in 1899, mm-hmm. which is like just. I mean, yeah, it's definitely the end of the West, but it's still old West. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and then the, and then the epilogue. So John John still Dott. not like super modern, not like and not nearly as industrial as like the u.s would be by 1911 yeah um especially that region um no and and also like what would they do for a sequel even then it's it wouldn't be an old west it wouldn't be john died and then the epilogue and jack you kill ross yeah you play as jack so the whole red dead story is complete there also jack sucks yeah he's not that good of a character at that point kind of lame but (laughs) But no, Rockstar choosing to do a prequel, and they started making it like in 2013 or earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, so they, <laughs> it was kept soon secret as, for a long time. As soon as Grand Theft Auto Five came out, they started yeah. working on it. Um, and, but yeah, it's just the story. I don't want to talk about just every detail of it, but just the way it's paced, I think it's perfect. Now, for a lot of players, okay. So the beginning. It's very slow. Yeah, you're in the snowy mountains, but but what it, what I like about it is it sets the mood really well. It sets the it mood. Sets up the characters. It sets up their situation, and yeah, it sets up the characters. Like you get a lot of dialogue in this game, and tons. You know, this game, straight off the bat, first five minutes of gameplay, you meet Micah, and immediately don't like him. You immediately don't like him. He's <laughs> you racist. Me- you immediately don't he, trust him. Um, we don't know her name just yet, but he harasses Sadie, yeah. and he's the re- he's actually the reason her house burnt down because he knocked down the lantern. Yeah. So you're immediately like, this guy is bad news. Yeah. Um, and on the other end of that spectrum, I guess, of liking people or not, you pretty much immediately like Arthur. Oh, yeah. He has just sets a... He has that. <laughs> a lot of him is like stereotype, like outlaw cowboy. He's very nonchalant about so many things. Yeah, but he just has a humor about his, him. His, his first line is like, uh, uh, you know, they see him and Dutch is like, Arthur, did you find anything? And he's like, Yeah, there's no mine in town. Come on, it's not far. 
Like, yeah. he's like, just like, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're already like, and, okay, I'm on board with this and guy And then already. when you get to see all the characters that were in Red Dead 1, you don't see John quite yet. You have to rescue him. And you learn how he got his scars from the wolves and stuff. Yeah. And Arthur makes fun of him a lot for it. One, one <laughs> thing, because uh, it had been a long time since I'd played the first Red Dead. Um, so, like, when you go find John, you, you spend time with uh, Javier. Yeah. And I really liked Javier in this. Which, he was a real character. Which was a contrast to, um, I thought he was super annoying. He was super annoying, and he game. was a very, I mean, it was very much a... R- r- it was a racist he Mexican a, he stereotype. He was a caricature, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, remember, I remember like thinking he was really annoying. Like, I wanted to kill that guy. <laughs> well, but what I like about this game, I mean, obviously with Dutch, but with a lot of these characters, you see their transition kind of into the caricature they become. Yeah. You see that transformation, especially with Dutch. Except for Bill. Bill, Bill is pretty much the same. Bill is always just Bill. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a arc. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Williamson. Yeah, um, and then Uncle, he's the same. Yeah, I love Uncle. I, I mean, he's a little bit more positive and chipper in this one. I think just a little bit. Yeah, he also dies at the end of Red Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just story wise, I mean, I don't want to ruin everything for people that haven't, I know we said spoilers, but. The whole thing from beginning to the end. You're, yeah. There's going to be a lot of surprises. There's going to be a lot of just cool well, shit. I'm, I remember <laughs> I was I was excited going into it like for the story because um, they were teasing that. So in the first game, you know, John talks about he rode with this gang and they they had a botched robbery and they let, he got shot and they left him for dead. And the whole and game, see, you think that's going to be. In the beginning, or yeah, like, well, like the Blackwater thing. I was just like throughout the throughout the game, like I wonder what that's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it was the train robbery. Yeah, yeah. There's a several points because they do the bank robbery. You think? And, oh, and I thought that was gonna be it because he did get shot and left, and he got arrested. He got arrested. Yeah, but yeah. That, but that wasn't it. They that wasn't it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I love some of the early. Uh, I lo- I actually really appreciate the first chapter because it does an amazing job of setting the tone and the story. Yeah, and even after you get out of the mountains, and I actually don't think it's too long either. I mean, there are some like there are some Assassin's Creed games that have taken longer with their intros. Oh God! Like, it wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, that getting through that when you've played it a lot, yeah, you're just like, oh, I want to get through this. Yeah, but that first experience, I it, it, I'll never forget it. Like, yeah, it was one of the coolest gaming experiences ever because Rockstar, AAA, billion dollar gaming company, I would maybe. Well, they're really rich. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how how big they are, but probably. I mean, but either way, big, huge gaming company on the sequel to. A beloved game, and a you know, they decide to start with a slow paced kind of hateful eight like Quentin Rockstar thing. Games net worth is over five billion. I yeah, I had yeah. a feeling yeah, <laughs> they're huge. But the way they start Red Dead Two, it's not. It doesn't start with action. You do get the action like in the second part of it, of the chapter one, the second mission. Yeah, 
but it's not even big, like large scale or anything either. Like it takes its time. Shoot some guys at a cabin. What's going on? And um, it really, it really does kind of. But I love, uh, and it has this these kind of moments throughout the entire game. But I think chapter one does it the best Mm -hmm. because it has a daunting job to get you familiar with all these new characters that you didn't know about. Yeah, in the first Red Dead, and also Arthur is never mentioned or anything in the first Red Dead. Yeah. That's my... I mean, obviously, they can't go back and change the story to first game. But, like, why doesn't John ever mention Arthur? The way they explain it, or, you know, John's reasoning... He just, All they say is John doesn't like to talk about it. He doesn't it. like to talk about it, yeah, because yeah. it makes him sad, I think. Um, but well, depending it, on what Arthur you were. Isn't, <laughs> isn't brooding, like, half of John's personality, though? Yeah, but brooding without really talking about it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> brooding is John's... Pers- oh, do a John voice. Can you do a John voice? I can't do a John voice at all. I- <laughs> <laughs> Try it. Um, it's so... He has that shrill, like, kind of old man voice, kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> It sounds like he's, like... Rass- <laughs> yeah. Like... Like... Dutch, kind of like, like it's God, a unique voice. Like, like, God damn it, Jack, get over here, get over here, like Jack. That, like yeah, that like, type of voice, but that's not quite it, though. No, <laughs> but yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I don't know. What, oh yeah, moments, character moments. What I really appreciate is the mission when you go hunting with Charles. He's a new character. Oh, I love and that mission. You automatically get the vibe for him, and you like him already. Like, he's Charles is awesome. He's probably the most morally yeah. sound person in the game. <laughs> um, he he's just a really cool character. And yeah. what I also appreciate about just the gang in general, you have Javier, you have Sean. He's Irish. Yeah, you he's have, fun. He's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, Molly O'Shea. She's mm-hmm. Irish. You have um. <laughs> you have Tilly. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a black woman. Lenny. You have Lenny. He's black. You have. I love Lenny. Charles. He's, he's half black, half. I was um, really sad when Lenny dies. Oh yeah, that was really yeah. bad. I wasn't as sad when Sean died, to be honest. I didn't. I was the most sad before Arthur, <laughs> before Arthur, and before you know John and Red Dead One, which is a separate game. But I think Hosea. Oh yeah. That was rough. Because he didn't really get, like, an epic moment. They were no. holding him hostage outside the bank. No, no, and he, they just they shot him. And uh, Dutch didn't come out fast enough when they warned him. Yeah. And they just shot him, and they, like, shot him, and he died slowly. Yeah. And Jose was, like, he was, like, the wise father He was, figure. like, the wise father figure to Arthur, and yeah. Dutch is the crazy uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uncle's a crazy uncle, but <laughs> uh, and then once Jose is gone, Dutch just completely loses any direction. Yeah, Hosea was he like kept Dutch in symbolically line. the part of Dutch th- that died. Exactly. Yeah, but I love the moment. Well, not the moment, but the mission where you go hunting with Hosea. You hunt the big bear and oh, stuff. Yeah, I just played that. The other and day. I love how these missions they they give you more character building and dialogue and story. And backstory because they talk about the past and like whatever, but also it introduces mechanics of the game naturally. 
Yeah. Instead of giving you a massive tutorial that tells you how to do everything. No. When you go hunting with Hosea, you learn more about hunting and about using bait and stuff. Yeah, and, and tracking the legendary animals. But it's not like shoving it in your face. Like, it's part of the dialogue. It's part of the story. Yeah. Um, They do really well with this one. More than any Rockstar game, I would say. I think so, yeah. In fact, this is my favorite Rockstar game. Uh, same, yeah. There's no argument. Definitely. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, GTA 5 I, I is like GTA. fun and crazy. GTA 4, I haven't played it in such a long time. It's hard for me to say if it's better in GTA 5. I think, uh, I think I've played both of them somewhat recently. I think GTA um, 5 has a little bit more replayability to it. I think, yeah, I think GTA 5... Because the different characters you play as is, and stuff. GTA and, 5 has some really good characters, and they are... It's just a fun game. They but re- it's not a game you think about. They refine the gameplay really well. It's not deep but at all, GTA I think. GTA 4 had a more complex, intricate like story. Yeah, it had a way better story. Not that GTA 5 didn't have a good story. It just... It was the highlight generic. Was, the highlight was the characters, not the story. It was the characters, but not their motivations, really. Yeah. But Red Dead 2, I mean, it's just a complete... Now, yeah, there's some people that don't like open world games where you have to like, you have all the stuff you can do. But I love them. Yeah. And no, the way, especially the way Assassin's Creed does it, and the way they've been doing it recently, <laughs> and I like Valhalla. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's nowhere good. close to Red Dead Two at all. No, no, Valhalla's um, good, but um, it's just so long. Well, it's, it's so, so long, tedious. but it, it's also an example of having a big ginormous world does not make it detailed. No. Does it make it feel lived in? And yeah. even if you have a lot of NPCs and stuff, that still doesn't make it feel lived in. They yeah. have the way they that Rockstar did it with Red Dead 2, even just a random NPC, you'll have basic interactions with them, but there's still they feel like real interactions. Yeah. That's something I really well, appreciate about except it. Except for the dialogue can be weird where like well, yeah, sometimes but the dialogue you, can be cut could off. Chalk, or, you could you could chalk it up to the Arthur's not very good at being social. Yeah. Because he'll just be, like, talking to someone and very quickly be like, well, all right, all right. You, well, because... I'll see you later, then. Like, there's... Well, you got to give it a break. I mean, like, there's he, only he so that, much they can record there, yeah, for every like, situation. You have the conversations with the camp members, and uh, I was playing earlier, and I, you know, talked to Jack. And you know, Arthur's, well, I think Arthur's like they have a conversation where Arthur's like, Jack, how how do you like new camp? And he's like, Oh, it's good. It's good. And they, they they exchange a few lines, and Jack's like, If you find you know, if you find any candies, bring them to me. And Arthur's like, Well, I'll catch you later then. <laughs> like really awkwardly, like he doesn't know yeah. how to handle talking to a kid. No, I think that's just part of Arthur's character. <laughs> but at the same time, you got to realize that they couldn't record literally every dialogue. Yeah. There's already so much dialogue Option. otherwise um, in the game. Yeah. I think that's something they could do for the next one, or maybe GTA 6, maybe incor- expand on that more, take more time. Yeah. It'll just take longer for the game to come out, though. <laughs> um, I almost feel like we'll get Red Dead 3 before GTA 6 at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't it's know. It's almost becoming oh, Elder Scrolls 6 in a way. Yeah. I mean, GTA 5 has been out since 2013. Yeah, and it's still going strong. Yeah, and it's been on three different console generations. Think about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be on the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so has Skyrim. Aren't they releasing Skyrim again on the PlayStation 5? They they don't have a PlayStation 5 version oh. yet. Yeah. <laughs> I could 10th anniversary, I'll, I could see <laughs> it happening. 
And it just marginally looks better. And Skyrim better. remastered definitive edition. And it <laughs> just marginally looks yeah, better. They'll do a remast- <laughs> remastered special edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. They will. I, I do not doubt that. Skyrim remastered, remastered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I want to get back to the story just for a little bit. So, yeah, you have all those little moments that help you get more of a connection with these characters. And then you have Micah where you just hate him more and more. You interact with him. Yeah. And he's a good villain, not because he has depth or like you can understand him. You no. Just hate him. He's just you, the ultimate villain. Because he is ultimately the guy, well, unless you get the really good ending, he's ultimately the guy that kills Arthur, which is, mm-hmm. I would say, Rockstar's best protagonist. Yeah. Just the amount of depth and like the choices and the nuance and. Roger Clark just designed Mike in a way where, like, even the way he talks, the way annoying. the way he talks to you and other people, like he doesn't have respect for people. Yeah. Uh, he's just a piece of shit. He's yeah. just the worst. And I've seen PC on PC uh, people who would, who can mod the game. They they like to like spawn in Micah and, and just kill, kill him. him in creative <laughs> ways. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I would do. I'd a trainer. <laughs> um, but. Well, the the trick is in the chapter in the chapter two mission where you have to break him out of jail. <laughs> just never play that mission. Yeah, and just pretend that Arthur not well. That they don't live. play that mission and don't play the one where he gets TB. Yeah, and then just be like they well, live happily. You know, it's actually so he gets TB in that mission, but the thing with tuberculosis is it's actually so common that it's not it doesn't just take catching it. It has to be kind of like activated. So you can actually have right. tuberculosis in your system and be fine. Well, there is something um, in the story that I could say that activates it. It's when I and I th- I think I can tell you exactly what I it is. I think when it's they when crash on Tahita, Tahiti, I mean. It's when the O'Driscolls capture him. And oh, cuz they and, and they beat him and torture him. Yeah, they beat him yeah. really bad. That is it's at, at that moment. Yeah. After then in the game is when you see he starts to develop the cough. Yeah, I remember that moment, yeah. but I got him so bad. Like I got <laughs> I killed him really good, but <laughs> I kill every old Driscoll I come across. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> brutally, and then I loot their corpses. God and then damn I, old Driscoll! Throw them off a cliff. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, Texas Death Ride. I do that. A lot. Yeah, I used to do that a lot at least. <laughs> um, but just back to the story for a second. Tie him up on the railroad tracks. So I believe good honor is the true story. I think most people. Yeah, so uh, the good order honor ending is at the end. Uh, he helps John escape. And you help John escape. You fight Micah. But then Micah leaves you. Yeah, you fight Micah. Dutch shows up. And then Micah's just so, like, confused and, like, yeah, and whatever. Yeah, Mi- Micah fucks off. And then you die peacefully. From looking at the sunset. Looking at the sunset, yeah. I mean, as peacefully as dying from TB after being beaten <laughs> up. On yeah, a cliff. That doesn't. It doesn't sound that peaceful, but but it's it's it's, it's fitting. Yeah, it, it's still sad, but it's that is the good ending for Arthur. Yeah, really, the only character that there's only a couple characters that make it out alive. Really, <laughs> um, Arthur, and I'm talking about if you talk about the series. Yeah, so because uh, yeah, Uncle and John and they, Abigail, but, they but, all make it alive, but then. John and Uncle die. And, and then Abigail dies of unknown causes a couple yeah. of years later. 
Um, uh, Sadie and Charles, fate's unknown, except for at the end of Red Dead, they're two. They're fine. Sadie goes to South America. Charles goes to Canada. Yeah. I assume they probably are all right. <laughs> I would love to see a DLC. Charles. I was going to say Sadie. Or Sa- Sadie, like, down in, like, Mexico. Uh, that would be pretty sick. Or something like that. That would be I'd really love to cool. play as Sadie. Yeah. Charles, too. But I think <laughs> if they wanted to do an in-between cool, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be, like, a full-size game. It could be, like, a spinoff, but Red Dead 2.5 or whatever they call yeah. it, <laughs> where you play as Sadie just being a bounty hunter, yeah. and it could be set somewhere, like, between 1907 and 11, or maybe before 1907. It can overlap with uh, it could Red be, Dead 1. Oh, it could definitely overlap. Could, yeah, but, like, do a spinoff where a sequel to Red Dead 2... But not following John's story, following Charles or Sadie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, yeah, not centering it around Dutch's gang. Yeah. Even though she's part of the gang, but but she went off from that. It could be connected enough. Exactly. Through through a couple characters, you know. Well, let's get to it. (laughs) Because we, before we recorded, I was like, we should talk about our Red Dead 3 ideas. Yeah. So that's a good idea. Yeah, that that's what I would want to see. I would play a Sadie, Sadie, maybe down in Mexico. Maybe you could go down like Latin America. And, yeah, like, um, there'd be some tropical stuff going on. It would be really cool. And maybe have like New Austin. So like maybe New Austin and stuff is about as far as you can go. Yeah, may, maybe still, and maybe the common denominator in all the games is you can visit New Austin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but have like uh like Me- I mean I guess you could have like Blackwater at the edge. They, of the they map. could do like Mexico from the from the first game, like parts of that. And yeah, like further down south into like uh, central Mexico. Um, yeah, and you know if they they could do that, maybe have two maps where like you part of it takes place in Mexico, part of it's further south into its actual South America, like yeah, Colombia, Argentina, Costa Rica. That would be really cool. It would. Um, the Mexico parts would feel more Western, yeah. But then once you get into South America, it feel well, it would be really different. But it would Butch be cool. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid they fled down to Bolivia. Yeah, you know so. You could still make it have the same feel. It would just be more unique. Yeah. But and then um, they could do stuff because, I mean, she's a bounty hunter, so you could do some cool bounty hunter story stuff. And it doesn't it could, have to be like a crazy it story. Could, it could be like The Mandalorian, but with Sadie Adler. In that the would West. be. I love Sadie. <laughs> it's awesome. She's a great character. I always thought yeah. Sadie and Arthur would get together if he survived. Yeah. I, I'm not sure, actually, if they would have. Well, I'm not sure if Arthur. Well, I'm not sure if she would have wanted to either, but they did have a connection. I think they had a chemistry. They definitely had a chemistry. But I think when it comes down to it, I, I you get the feeling that, so Arthur, as much as I don't like her very much, Arthur loves Mary. Mary Linton. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it strikes me as type of thing where he's not, He's not willing to. Well, and he's down. not interested in like he's, women at all. Yeah, he's not. Like, he's not interested in any sort of. I love the part, like like, and I love that he's not into prostitutes, and I don't think John was either in well, Red Dead One. He's not into them, but there is a scene at the beginning when he, you, you're at the in the bar. Well, no, it's really funny because uh, they're all like, "Ooh, you look like a strong man." Yeah, like ha- all this Javier stuff. Javier and Bill are hanging out with these, or Javier and uh, <laughs> yeah, Javier Charles, and Charles yeah. are hanging out with these women, and he's like, "How much you cost anyway?" And they're like. What a way to talk to a lady. And he's like, I didn't know I was talking to a lady. Yeah, he was he's kind of a dick in that scene. I thought it was funny though. But it, but it was still kind of lovable. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I want to talk about that scene real quick. Just a real How quick. it escalates and everything. I really appreciate that. So, you know, they're in the bar and Bill 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 comes into the bar, bumps into someone, he's drunk, so he's 
punches him. Immediately, Charles and Javier just turn to the closest person <laughs> and, and clock him in the face. And, like, throw a bar stool. They don't go to help Bill. They just immediately punch the closest person. Yeah. Yeah, that is an all-out <laughs> And then they're just, like, yelling at you, like, Arthur, hit someone! Yeah. <laughs> that was a great... Yeah, that was really good. Um, yeah, that's a good early mission, chapter two mission. But yeah, uh, that was, yeah. But yeah, it's impossible. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about potential uh, sequels, and then we can get back into uh, maybe talk about our favorite missions and stuff. Well, I definitely want to get back to the story because yeah. I. It's just, it's just so good. It's like a movie, man. I mean, oh yeah, it's like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I mean, one thing uh, that I wanted them to add to the game, which I don't think they will, but it's more one of the more realistic things to think that they might, because um, they did this with GTA Five, is the Rockstar editor. Yeah, um, I want that, that would be insane, and that's a fun tool in GTA Five. Yeah. Um, I want that in Red Dead too because I want to make like Tarantino westerns. Yeah, <laughs> in, in Red Dead too. That would be cool. That'd be so fun. Well, the whole the scene in the beginning, and it, I don't. It must have been by coincidence because they made all this way before Hateful Eight came out. But it's mm. very Hateful Eight. Like yeah. the snow, the music, even the. Uh, Hateful Eight's one of my favorite Tarantino films. I love that movie. It. I like it more than Django Unchained. I'll say that. It's the best Western he's done, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's... Uh, Django Unchained is it's great. A f- it's a more... It's a f- fantastical, well, like, yeah. folktale Western. Well, th- th- so there's... there's When you're we're talking about Western movies, and this, I think, applies to Red Dead 2, versus, like Red Dead 1 versus Red Dead 2. Yeah. So there you have the style of Western that's like spaghetti Western, that they're cheesy and over the top. Yeah. And that's Django Unchained. It's oh, definitely. It's very much spaghetti Western. Then you have the genre of Western films where they're trying to be more gritty. Yeah. The later Clint Eastwood ones, the Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that's Hateful Eight, and that's also Red Dead 2. Yeah. Is more that style Western. True Grit. True Grit, yeah. That's I think that movie. one, especially the one, the new one with Jet Bridges and stuff. I like the new one. It I know straddles it's... along the lines of being... like kind of in between those two. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you have I think a good Western movie... I think a, a good Western movie, unless you are a really talented writer and director, should be at least a little bit like classic Western feeling. Definitely. I could see how you could make a good Western otherwise. Like, for example, there's uh, neo-Westerns as a genre. Where it's not set in Old West, it's but, not, it, but it's, it's Western. a Western. Um, the like Logan. Logan, I think the best example um, is No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah. That is... Through and through a western, but it's not a cheesy spaghetti western. Style. No, and it's set in modern day. And it's set in modern I think. day, so you know that's that's just proof you could write a not cheesy western and have it be really good. Yeah, but I think the best westerns straddle the line a little bit. There should be a little of that just well, a little bit of the romanticism. Yeah, it doesn't and, have to be cheesy, but just that. And I do think Red Dead Two does straddle the line pretty well. Well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's not, got it's not always gritty and realistic. It's not always it's, gritty. I mean, it does get extremely gritty. But it's also got just a lot of fun missions and just fun moments. It's also train robberies and bar fights. Yeah, it's just, you know, 
It is the complete Western experience. Yeah. Bounty hunter. In video game form. Just before you showed up tonight to record, I did a bounty hunter mission. Yeah. It's the first bounty hunter mission. Oh, the guy that's poisoning people. Yeah. And the cutscene there where Arthur confronts him is one of my favorite Arthur moments. And see what I've when I've told people that don't play games about this, they're like, "Man, that sounds sad." And I'm like, "But it's got a lot of fun moments. Like, it's not just dark and like gritty all the time. It balances that well, uh, and it has really good pacing overall. I mean, obviously, once you get an open world, you can do anything. I will say that <laughs> it is far more well paced than the original game is. Yeah, um, that's one of the best things that they improved. Is it's just. It, it's a long game, but it doesn't feel like you're grinding ever. No, like you know, and the open and world you is, never the open world is fun enough that, and it's easy can, enough to get money. Yeah. You know, easy it's, enough, but not too easy. Not too easy. Yeah. You have to do missions or like uh, unless you find the bounty hunt. Unless you find the glitches. Well, if you exploit it, yeah, <laughs> you can exploit like we the, did. Yeah, I definitely. The duplicate gold bar glitch. The, my first playthrough, I exploited it. My second playthrough, I did not. No, yeah. My, and honestly, that was more fun. It is more fun I, just playing the game like, how it's supposed to be played. It encourages, I, I, my, one of my favorite things to do in the game is fishing and hunting. Yeah. I mean, God, I want to. Oh, you can waste, you can play hours of the game without actually shooting anybody. Yeah. And I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I. <laughs> And so I, one of my guilty pleasures in video games is I like hunting games. Yeah. And Red Dead 2 is actually a pretty solid hunting game. It's really good at hunting. <laughs> like, I, um, I enjoy I mean, I think sometimes it can be a little picky about like what gun you use and whatever, but I like how it is. But that's it. good. I like that it's picky about that. No, yeah. Um, you don't want to like, you want to use the right gun. You want to use the right animal. Arrow. You use bow and arrow you know, for a small. Otherwise, you're not going to get a good pellet, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and although, to be fair, unless you're doing legendary animals or there's a specific type of animal you're hunting, it's easy. The easiest way to hunt is to ride around on your horseback <laughs> and just ride up to a pack dead of deer. Eye. Ride up to a pack of deer and either dead eye or actually the best way you get perfect pelts this way is to lasso a deer. Oh yeah. Grab off your horse and run run up and stab it with your knife. Like I'm through. <laughs> which is not realistic. No. And it, I purposefully, unless I'm really desperate to make money in the game i don't do that yeah i i I've, i don't ever do that really. sometimes i do when, um, I, when i just need cash but um <laughs> so i need to sell some pelts but i prefer to track the deers and but yeah that's at just, least role play like i'm a real hunter you're just further supporting well it's not an argument it's a it's fact okay it's fact this game is incredibly immersive. Yeah. I mean, you can just spend hours just hunting or fishing. I have. Or yeah, you, can, you can literally have like a normal day. <laughs> Get up, have coffee, go yeah. into town, buy some shit, uh, go to the bar. And then after you go to bar, get, stay at the hotel, have a bath. And then next day you can I go like, hunting. Like you can, like you don't have to be a maniac all the time. And the game makes it fun <laughs> I like to purposefully. The, the game make it's fun whatever you want to do. I mean, I like to purposefully, um, like, kind of role play where I, I go into town, I gather, I get some supplies, and then I go up in the mountains. Yeah, and spend like a week in game. Actually, I'm doing that right in now. The mountains, <laughs> just hunting, collecting pelts. See, I'm in Lemoyne. <laughs> I'm in Lemoyne now. I'm in chapter three. Yeah, and um, 
you know, it's like the deep South Louisiana. That's my favorite Arkansas, chapter in the game. Mississippi. Yeah, the Rafe Weights and Grays. That's like a lot that of fun. Yeah. You get to um, kill some racists. You get to kill a lot of racists. Yeah. yeah. Very fun. <laughs> and incest. And I love the, the, <laughs> the KKK random encounters. Yeah, because you can just brutalize them. Oh, my favorite one is one time I, I came across, I was riding, and I, they were gathered, a huddle, they were all huddled in the forest, a group of them. And I walked up and threw a stick of dynamite into the group. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ran away. Yeah. That was that was fun. Um But yeah, it's just there's so much to do, but it never feels like it's a chore when you're doing anything, I don't think. Because you can stop doing anything at any moment. Yeah, it does it's never it never makes you never you get locked. It's not never, like it never okay. forces you to do stuff. It's not like it's a hunting quest. No. Yeah. You're just hunting. Yeah, no, you're just you're just doing your thing, and and the the unless uh, it's a legendary animal, but even that still feels more natural. And the story missions will wait for you. Yeah, you can take as long as you want. You don't. It does not like after you get. Yeah, you want to get through the first chapter. You don't just be stuck up in the mountains. The only thing I've noticed is if you if you go a while without donating to the uh, camp uh, <laughs> funds, Dutch will get Dutch. And, you will uh, get on your ass, and Miss Grimshaw will get on your ass about it. And that's another thing I love about it: just all the interactions with your gang. I. And like when Sean, when you rescue Sean, oh, and then yeah. you have that party, and like you drink all night if you oh, want to, or you can just go to sleep and be a you that's know what I do. It's you can be a grouch and just go to sleep, but you can drink all night. And literally, I did that uh, not last night, but two nights ago. I had that mission, and I was drinking along with Arthur. I mean, not at his pace. No, he goes bottles at a time. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things is going to go a town, like go to like Le Moines, go into the general store, stock, some... stock up on a bunch of bottles <laughs> and of whiskey, just drink and it. then step outside and just drink them all. And you just throw it on the ground. And you just, just one ball off the other walking down the drunk street. Drunk maniac. <laughs> yeah. One thing I'll say about, as, as fun as it is to get Arthur drunk and have drunk shenanigans in the game, yeah. um, I miss the drunk animations and physics from the first game. In the first game... There was ragdoll physics, so if you, when John oh, got yeah. drunk, he would stumble around, and you can fall down if you're not careful. You actually, that's kind of in Red Dead Two. Red Dead Two, they just give him like a stumbling. You animation. stumble, and you have the yeah. But like in in the first Red Dead, there were some really fun shenanigans because it's like yeah, yeah, I remember the bar and tumbleweed. You get John drunk. You would stumble up the stairs very slowly, probably fall a couple times all <laughs> up there, and then have some really fun times where you have him go back down the stairs and he just tumbles down the yeah. entire flight of stairs. I think maybe and it's just fun. I think it's just implied that Arthur can handle his drinks way better than John. I would assume so. And Arthur can also swim, and John can't. That is true. So yeah, <laughs> I think John just isn't as good as Arthur. Arthur can't swim for very long, though. Well, no, it's not a <laughs> it's not Assassin's Creed where you can just do anything yeah. without any endurance. Well, loss. I mean, I can swim longer than Arthur. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. But the, for but game, he still can swim. It's for gameplay. Well, reasons. that's not meant to be yeah. part of the game, really. Link can't swim any longer than Arthur. Can. No, yeah. but <laughs> I think that's kind of what this game, at least what they do with Arthur. He was the last of the he was he basically represents the West. Yeah. And he's like he he's not perfect or anything, but he's a really good gunslinger. He's a good brawler. Like 
he can handle his drinks. Like he's gruff. He's and gritty. although he's not like a very social person, he's not good at interacting with people. He is pretty charismatic too, though. He can be when he wants to be, when like, he needs to be. When he, especially when he's being sarcastic. When he's annoyed and he's just being sarcastic, it's very, it's very good. When oh he, yeah. When he's getting checked up by the doctor, when he gets TB, and the doctor's like, "Well, you know, you get someone play somewhere uh, warm and and dry," and He's like, well, I'll just go spend my summer in my country club in California then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, on, but yeah, the story, I mean, the whole story of the Red Dead series is just amazing. Um, but yeah, when Arthur finds out he has TB and like turns his life around and tries to do his best, if you play that way, which I, it it's is the good, real way. I mean, it's the true way. So I, I will, I'll say uh, the first Red Dead was John's story of redemption. Yeah. And it was a good story. But I think Arthur's story encompasses the idea of redemption more. Yeah. Like, they did, they did a better job encompassing Well, that, he's not being that, forced into it by the government. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, John was pretty much like, he's dealing, his redemption, quote-unquote, was him dealing with his past so he could move on. Yeah. This was Arthur actually, like, making good with, you know his his friends and trying exactly. trying to turn it around, trying to turn around the whole realizing that the whole ethos his of father figure. Well, and he realizes that his father figure Dutch is actually like a maniac. Yeah, and also another thing um, that another point for Red Dead Two over Red Dead One is Red Dead Two made me like John more. It added to John's yeah. character arc and made him more complex because Red Dead. In Red Dead, you 2, just see him. You just see him after all this stuff happened. You don't yeah. know. You don't really know that history. Yeah, and, and and Red Dead One is 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 John's story is great, but he doesn't have a much character arc in it. Like not that much. This game, he actually John has a character arc in it, and it surrounds the idea, and he learns this from Arthur. It's towards the end of taking responsibility, giving up that law um, life, and raising and being Jack. A, being a goddamn father. Yeah, like because there's a, a one part that they don't make explicit in the game. They mention it a few times, but a lot of the mention of it is in background conversations in the camp. And that's another thing I of, love. You can learn so much just by listening. Of um, we're not sure that Jack is actually John's kid. No, yeah, there's a and few. Basically, Abigail was a whore and yeah. uh, slept with. Fucking Dutch half, said that in Red Dead One. Slept with half of the gang. Yeah. You know, some people a fan theory. Now, once she has yeah, actually, Jack, she turns her ways around. Yeah, there's there's but, actually a fan theory that um, uh, I heard that uh, one of the biggest candidates is that people think that Jack is Javier's kid. He could be. He does look pretty Mexican. But the part <laughs> part of um, and they, and they talk about how John stuff. after Jack was uh, was born, John ran off for a year. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, so John has his own character arc of uh, learning to basically be a like to grow up, be a man, and take care of this kid. Because who cares who the actual father is? Well, and also, you, like, who cares who the dad is? You're his father. Yeah. Like, and be a damn. Father. And now there still could be a chance that he is the real father. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think it really matters. And and that's that's the story. That's that's the character arc. There is him realizing it doesn't matter. He's the one who has the role of the father. So he needs to be a father. Yeah. And it's not like back then they had DNA tests yeah. or whatever. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, and it made me really like John more. Like it made him me respect that character. Even also, more. we can't talk about good characters without mentioning uncle. 
Oh, lumbago. I've got lumbago, Arthur. So, my first playthrough, <laughs> I didn't notice that until the end of the game, until the epilogue. What? Lumbago. I didn't notice that. And I, like, How did you not notice that? Well, he doesn't bring it up a ton. It's always like side stuff, and I, I guess it just passed. Like, I missed it. Yeah, you got it. And then the second time I played through it, I was like, from the very beginning of the game, he's going on about his lumbago. Yeah. <laughs> it's just back pain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's more complicated than that, but that's essentially also another what it moment. To. Another moment in story I really love, and we can move on. But I love the whole arc with Rains Falls and his son. Oh, that was a in the native tribe. That's my favorite. It's, um, smaller arc in the. I wouldn't say it, it's not integral to the main story, but it's definitely a big part. I think, but yeah, it's Arthur. So, it's yeah. basically Arthur going off doing his own thing and like doing good for rain's falls and for his son because yeah, even if you choose he does a lot he's a lot even of, if you're dishonorable you still help his son out and stuff yeah. and like save him and there's a lot of character development in that part um which is why i like it there's a lot of like arthur doing soul searching souls there's and a part where arthur's so, having a monologue so of course the the game has its overall story arc but it has a bunch of little small story arcs and that is my it's, favorite small story. And those arc. really contribute yeah. to Arthur more. That I like that and I like the story like with the Braithwaites and the, the Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Just because that, that one's just fun. The ra- yeah. This the, one is the ones with Rainsfall is emotional. It's, it's emotional, it's sad, it it's hits, deep. Yeah, it's and deep. Arthur, there's I forget the exact dialogue, but he's having a monologue to himself. Lumbago and, is <laughs> simply just pain in the muscles and joints of the lower back. <laughs> it's actually not specifically um, a disease, it's the symptom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Just wanted to throw that up there. <laughs> I thought it was made up. <laughs> I thought Uncle No, no. It. I mean, Lumbago's a real thing, but like, it is... Because um, Arthur's like, Lumbago? It is what Uncle the? making excuses, though. Yeah. <laughs> he's going like, oh, I have Lumbago. I love Uncle Because in the epilogue, when he's with John, he's like, I have Lumbago. I could... It could be fatal. He is a lot older at that point. Yeah, but, but I do love when he's still just Uncle Charles and John build the house, and you have that song, oh. <laughs> the house building song. Oh, can we take a, just a couple minutes here to talk about the soundtrack? Amazing! It's um my favorite soundtrack in any video game. Willie Nelson sings a song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget that one guy that sings a lot of them. Uh, Rian Giddens. I've shown you her. She she's amazing. She's amazing. She's <laughs> just. She's, Amazing. She does a lot of music for this one. Yeah, she's from uh, uh, Carolina Chocolate Drops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just... Yeah, great soundtrack. And really even just like the orchestral soundtrack is or- really the good. The orchestral, the, the songs, the, the actual uh, compositions, the original songs are all great. Um, they use the soundtrack really well. They have a lot of times in the in the game where it... Well, you'll get like, a different version of a song too, depending on your honor. Yeah. And there's a lot of times in the game where like you'll be playing... And um, you'll finish a mission, and it'll have a cutscene of like Arthur writing, and it'll play the song. The music will get louder. Yeah, later and on, and it turns into a little tiny music video for you. Yeah, and um, I really like those moments. I mean, I do also like. I mean, I love the soundtrack. Which I don't do this that much, but when I'm just free roaming, I have like a Red Dead Two playlist I put together. Mm, I do that. A bunch I used of to westerns do that. and stuff. I used to do that with games. I I don't I haven't done it a lot recently, but I used to. But I like doing that. But um. I love how Unshaken, so if you get the bad ending, it's like a tragic version, like a somber 
Yeah. Uh, it has a somber tone. Which but is if, actually beautiful. It is still beautiful. beautiful but then if you get the really good ending, it's like triumphant. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah, really, Arthur's dying, but he a, did. Such he a cool, like. Arthur's detail. dying, but he accomplished yeah. his goal. Um, he won. I've, I've he won the battle not only for his soul but for John's. I've put a, I've put on the soundtrack when I you know at work. Yeah, it's good. It's really <laughs> well, good. And I mean on the speakers. <laughs> nice. Like at, at Chapman Hill, I, I work at an ice skating rink, and yeah, uh, uh, one of my favorite games to play there <laughs> is uh, see how long I can play a certain album or a radio station that people aren't into before someone complains. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> we do uh, we do hockey. We do uh, public. Uh, you know, free skate sessions yeah and like one of my favorite ones i'll play thelonious monk radio <laughs> like just it's a great station just oh, yeah. smooth jazz and all mm-hmm. that and uh but at a hockey rink yeah at, well, well actually i've never had anyone complain nice everyone just goes with it but i've done that with red dead too the soundtrack yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty good it's, yeah that's a, have that's you had a, complaints on that one no good no no, most of the time people don't complain actually. Unless you play something just like obscene or yeah. stupid. Most people, <laughs> most of the time, people don't complain. Um, unless actually, yeah, unless it's like too wild. But if it's like chill music, yeah. people are typically cool with it. Nice. Um, in fact, with the Thelonious Monk radio, I played it during a hockey game one time. Oh, really? And afterwards, I had the players come and be like, "I, I was digging the music, man. Nice. Like, I, was, I was jamming. That's cool. <laughs> I was like, sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but back to Red Dead Two. Uh, I really, it feels good to just talk about something we love, doesn't it? Yeah, just gush over something. I mean, yeah, it's fun. It's probably more funny for us it, to get angry. I imagine it's the, the, the two more entertaining episodes are when we're gushing about something we love. Or we just hate something. Or just, just tear ranting it about something we hate. <laughs> yeah. But the in-between stuff is not as fun. Well, there's that emotion's not yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. But, um, but I just want to just... Arthur, he gets TB, and I let, yeah, when he f- helps Rain Falls and stuff, he has a monologue. He's like, you know, not long ago, I would have thought Rain Falls was an idiot and a fool. Yeah. But now, I, I don't, I, 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 he's, really, like, he's like, I, you know, I couldn't agree with him more. I really like, like there's a mission where you go on a, a long, <laughs> a, a long ride with Rain Falls, and you can, and you don't have to do this. But you can have a conversation with him, and it's all like it depends on you if you actually turn to him with you know and and initiate the conversation. You can just ride silently if you want to, but um, he does. And that's a, even cool. It's like a therapy session. Yeah, he, he Arthur reveals stuff about himself that you've never heard him say to anyone and else. In I the think, entire game. and I I was talking about this earlier how the gang is very diverse. Yeah, and this is to Dutch's credit that he had a diverse gang, and like Arthur. He's not racist at all. In fact, I mean, he hates racist he's people. He's very anti-racist, yeah. actually. Which yeah. is really he's cool. Actually, he's actually really progressive for his time. He's really <laughs> prog- It's really cool to see. I, I, I don't know. I just thought that was cool. Because like, he has I a mean, very special relationship with Lenny. Oh, yeah. Him and Lenny are real um, close. I think, Ar- I think Arthur sees Lenny as kind of a, um, a son-type figure. Not a son. Well, in, in, the, way, I, in the way that Dutch sees Arthur as kind of a son type of figure. A little bit, but he just, I just think he really think he just likes Lenny. Yeah. You know? Or, or like, 
I think if Arthur, if and Lenny and Arthur hadn't died, I think it would have gone on to be like Arthur became like more like a mentor type of figure. Exactly. And so it's a special relationship. And there, well, I could have seen Arthur and Charles like yeah. going together and doing something too. He yeah. really liked Charles. Uh, uh, Charles, I loved. I would love to my play fav- as him. My favorite. Too. I would love to, that too. Uh, my favorite part of the uh, epilogue with, when you're playing as John is when you got to go get the team back together. So you go get Sadie, and then you go find Charles. Like imagine a more stealth based Red Dead where you play as Charles. Oh, that would be really cool. With the boat. I mean, you still yeah. get the guns and stuff, but like yeah. use the boat. Char- Charles like- can handle himself in a shootout. Like, oh, definitely. <laughs> he, Charles is actually. Uh, so we were talking about this earlier. How um, they make it clear that among the gang, Arthur is the muscle. He's the best gunfighter. He's the best brawler. He's the fighter. Yeah, he's but the I fighter. Think Charles would be a close second on, maybe not, maybe not gunslinging. Like Charles maybe is not a survivalist. Like, yeah, maybe not quick draw type of stuff. But he can handle himself in a gunfight. He's a beast of a brawler. Yeah, probably the only one of the gang that can really take Arthur in a fight before probably. Arthur gets TB. I mean, yeah. that's another tragic thing about Arthur. He's the muscle. He's the mightiest member of the gang but then he gets tb mm-hmm. and then he gets all skinny and frail and he's sick he's coughing all the time I, I like that and like After, when you fight micah when, once you're diagnosed with tb in the game they do a thing so you have to maintain in the game you have to maintain your arthur's weight yeah by eating um which i'm terrible at remembering to do but then when you get tb um, like you have to really it be makes it harder to do that yeah you have to yeah, you, have you have to eat to... a lot more just to keep him at an average weight yeah i'll um, be honest this playthrough i'm doing right now I'm probably going to linger in chapter three and four for quite a while. That's a good chapter to hang around in. Because that's before Those, yeah. it's before he gets TB. Well, before <laughs> it's bad, at least. Uh, yeah, before it's been like... He's activated. already showing symptoms in my chapter. I, I should I He's should starting look. to cough. Yeah. And stuff. Um, but, but yeah, that's just... and But that is just... It's sad and tragic, but it's also what makes him realize, that, oh, I I don't have much longer left. It's time to make a change. Time to do right, you know. Yeah. So I I so tuberculosis. I want to take a moment here, um, and just point out like what tuberculosis kind of is. And black lung, quote unquote. Well, black lung. That that's just what Micah calls him. No, but black it will. It does. A, Black lung is a different thing. It, no, but you'll get decay in your lungs and yeah. shit from TB. So TB, it's a bacteria that gets in your lung and t- t- attaches to your like bron- bronchial like yeah uh, tubes and stuff. Um, and the thing with TB is that um, it's a bacteria that will get into your lungs, but it needs to be activated. You can actually have tuberculosis. You can carry it in your system and carry it. Yeah, and then but it's not spreading. It's not activated. And uh, I I needed to look this up real quick. I um. Roughly twenty three percent of the world's population has tuberculosis. That sounds right. That's yeah. You know, one in every. That's like one in every five people. But back had, in, technically has tuberculosis. But back in Red Dead Two in eighteen ninety nine, for one, there wasn't a vaccine for it. Yeah, two that, that, just medical treatments weren't good at so, all. So uh, back back then, it was probably even a little bit higher than because now we yeah. have vaccines for that type of stuff. Um. But the, uh, the well, thing to, you can deal with it now. Yeah, yeah. Tuberculosis is not as fatal nowadays because of modern medicine. Yeah. Um, back then, it was a death sentence. Pretty much. Y- pretty. Like the doctor tells them if he could move somewhere warm and dry, and like, that's where they're 
it's it wasn't super wanted unheard of for someone to survive active tuberculosis, but it was rare. I saw a video about a, a doctor actually looking at Red Dead Two. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. I think <laughs> I might have saw the same video. And yeah. he talks about how back then they would actually practice. They would puncture your lung. Yeah, they try was, to lit the TB out. That was one of the practices and which, then your lung would heal over time and if you can survive that you know you might be able to yeah get, get so rid it wasn't of it. unheard of to survive tuberculosis but tuberculosis well it was what, still I what, mean, what's important to realize is basically it's like something like whenever one in every five people technically carry tuberculosis and but it's not a threat until it's you go it's typically trauma of some kind that activates it well and arthur went through a lot of trauma yeah and another thing is I saw a video a while back um, talking about tuberculosis specifically, and in comparison to red, in the context of Red Dead Redemption too. Okay. Um, and they were talking about so basically Arthur with his not only the trauma he went through but his lifestyle as well. Oh yeah, just um, rough and tumble, camping out, being he out was in an environment. Guaranteed to die from tuberculosis if he carried it. And he, let, the he only smokes, way he, he would smokes have, like a goddamn chimney. He smokes a lot. <laughs> he drinks like a goddamn fountain. He <laughs> wait. He, that's sounding familiar. Is it drinking a lot? <laughs> I mean, we don't drink as much as Arthur, but <laughs> we, yeah, I don't. Go we through, have calmed down lately. I don't go through a whole bottle at once. Well, most that's for of the gameplay time. reasons. Um, <laughs> no, but. You also have to think about not only the rough and tumble lifestyle, yeah, smoking, drinking, yeah. but all, I mean, and then, he only drinks a lot if you choose to, though. True. So do, but besides all that. I think canonically he drinks a lot, though. Canonically, but yeah. e- even if you ignore all that, um, the environments that he's in, yeah. because they start going the further east and east and southeast Into and the humid, and, swampy, yeah. and so, the moisture, that's not yeah. good for that. It's basically the type of thing where, although it's... So, like, if you analyze the story Red Dead, it was, you know, when he's captured by the old Driscoll, that's probably the event that made, that activated his tuberculosis. Yeah. Um, and then, of course. There was a lot of things. Of course, of course, almost drowning in the sea did not fucking help. No. Um, <laughs> uh, that may probably, that, that's probably what made it, like, way worse was that event. Well, and also, um, he would have lived a lot. I mean, he probably still would have died from it. Uh, but not nearly as fast if he wasn't an no. outlaw, if he wasn't fighting people no, all the time. No, that's exactly If he it's, wasn't... Despite that event, the moment that There's he, just a lot of things stacked up against him. The moment him. that he contracts it and actually is carrying the, the bacteria, um, Arthur, because of his lifestyle, it's was pretty, much, pretty much doomed. Because they he can't go to New lived, Austin. He could have lived longer... If he went out to the desert. If not for the events of what actually happened. Well, but, yeah, that too. But his but lifestyle eventually would have caught He would have lived a lot longer if they actually could have went back west to yeah. New Austin instead but, of the desert. But eventually it would have caught up with him. Oh, yeah. But and, yeah, that, uh, that would have been... It would have been a lot... Because usually tuberculosis, from what I've heard, takes a while for it to like actually start yeah. affecting you. I mean, as, as, as terrible as it sounds, so with Arthur, if uh, the events of the game had gone differently, but he still had contracted it, but he didn't go through those traumatic events. His ultimate fate would have probably still been either killed or died from TB. If everything went most per- most likely, <laughs> if everything went according to plan, yeah, most likely you know, that still would have been his ultimate fate. Just a lot later, he would have lived longer. Yeah, and it would it wouldn't have been as terrible of his de- of a death. No, but I but think that's why it's so important because when he realizes he has it and. 
everyone knows at that time you're pretty screwed when you have it. Yeah, and I, I kind of... I, when he realizes he has it, he's like... One thing I like... Um, well, I might as well do my best to make right for everyone I can, help John and Abigail and Jack, and yeah. stop well, uh, Micah and Dutch from ruining that. One thing I noticed... I noticed, I noticed and stop the Pinkertons. I noticed this the first time I played it. Um, and this just... I think this just shows how also, like... So out of the people in the gang he was closest with, you know, uh, John... Uh, Lenny, Charles, and Sadie were the ones he ended up being closest with. In the end. In the end. But Dutch um, was... Charles I mean, was the first one he told that he was dying. Yeah. And I think actually until well, the, until the last... like Yeah, Charles and then Rains Falls. Yeah, Charles and Rains Fall. And actually, correct me if I'm wrong... Because he was the most comfortable telling them, I think. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a while since I've played this part of the game. Um but he doesn't tell anyone else other than Charles and Rainsfall until the last couple missions. Like, I think he tells John at some point, and, like, John and, like, Abigail at some point, but that's, like, the la- that's like when you're in the finale that he actually reveals that. Well, he... And a lot of people do this when they have a fatal disease, you know? Yeah. They don't want to tell a lot of people, or if anyone... Because they don't want people to get all worried. Because Arthur was not at that, especially at that point, he did not care about Honestly, what people thought of him. Arthur strikes about, me as the personality of like a golden retriever. <laughs> Honestly, in more ways than this, but this is specifically what I'm talking about. Okay. Of, of the, of the, um, if it was his way, he would probably just go out into the woods and die, with no one. Like, at that point, like, he only like like he doesn't want to bother them. He's just going to go out in the woods and die and just suck it up type of thing. Yeah. Which is sad. But that just strikes me as his personality. I don't think he – I think he has – I don't think he would go – I don't think he would willingly die, but he wouldn't well, go out of well, his I mean, way. I mean, like, if if he was dying and he's Well, like, yeah, if he was like, dying. He's like, I'm dying today. He would probably go find a secluded spot. Yeah, he wouldn't want to make a big deal out of it. He just wanna, die. You know. Like, and that's – really sad but no I, yeah he strikes me with that personality of like if he's like i'm dying i'm like as well in, by the end as, of the game as in, as in in the next few hours i'm going to be dead type of thing he strikes if, me as the type of personality of he's just going to go find a quiet you, spot away from everyone and just die. if you do the good good honor good ending everything by the end of the game he's extremely selfless yeah. he sacrifices his life and well-being to help save john also in the pre in the epilogue, I'm glad they had the epilogue. Oh, the epilogue was cool, and it I, was, it cheered you up. I actually you know? liked the epilogue. Um, the guy who played uh, Trev- and then you finally get to kill Micah. Yeah, you get to kill Micah. And that's one of the most epic missions you ever. You get another moment with, and Dutch, I wore Arthur's was, hat too. I did too. Yeah, yeah. you had to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you he, and Sadie and Charles team up, or was Charles there? Charles was there, but he got shot early. Yeah, he on. got shot early, but he he survived. So it ended up being yeah, they survived. But you and Sadie, and then Dutch finally well, walks out. Sadie stays back at some point. So it ends up being no. Sadie shows up though, and she? she's like, "Yeah, she's like, uh, put your hands behind your head." She 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 oh, thinks right. she has Micah, but yeah. she's injured. She was shot. Right, I remember. But now. then Micah grabs her, holds her hostage, and that's why you can't just shoot him immediately. I remember now. Yeah. And then Dutch walks out, and then Dutch, Dutch shoots, Micah. shoots Micah. Yeah. Which was interesting. And what's I'm also glad, interesting, I'm Dutch could have we... got all that money there, and we wouldn't have the Red Dead One story probably. 
I mean, yeah. I think he would still be in Dutch, but but it's a good, it's an interesting character development because it shows he's he's a broken Dutch man. is broken, like and he realized like not he just meant like like not just like his spirit, but mentally he's well. Broken. And Dutch realized he was wrong. He knew Arthur was right. He yeah. wouldn't admit it. But no, he would never admit such a thing. He <laughs> shot Micah, and that was his way of like kind of making amends, kind of. Yeah. And he fucked off for a few more years. Yeah, and that's the last time John And then sees he went him. really crazy. That's the last <laughs> time John sees him until he encounters him. And I know this is Red Dead One. Blackwater, where Dutch is now full crazy and just murders a woman. Well, he did that in the beginning in eighteen ninety nine. Yeah. Well, at this point, so in When in, he does it again, too. So yeah. Towards the toward in Red Dead Red Dead One. So you first hunt down Bill. Yeah. But you fail. You yeah, get, you get you shot. Get him later. You get him later. <laughs> you get him to Mexico. Yeah. And the so whole Mexican Mexico, revolution And you, you, you get, you get subplot. Javi, you get Javier down there. That yeah. was a cool subplot. I liked it. Um, yeah. I think I would I would need to play that game again more because I've been studying Mexican history. I think I would appreciate that yeah, definitely. subplot more now. Um, uh, and then you go hunt down Dutch. And you encounter Dutch in Blackwater. He's in... Um, he's in like the sheriff's office or whatever, and he's holding a woman hostage, and you know it's you and the sheriff and a couple deputies, and you're like cornered him. Yeah, and he escapes somehow. I don't remember exactly, but he straight up in cold blood murders a woman. Execution, execute, style. like just like shoots her and runs off. Yeah, and no, that's, that's full on just, crazy Dutch. And it's just, but he did that in the Blackwater massacre back in 1899. Yeah, and Arthur wasn't there, and Hosea wasn't there. They were doing their own thing, um, and John. But it just it just shows well it's interesting because it shows how far what on the surface it shows how far he's fallen but then I what, don't think what, what I think see it the really, way I see what it what I think it really shows I think when every all these bad things started going bad they had bad luck and then once Hosea died he lost that moral I think what it really compass sh- yeah I think what it really shows I think Hosea dying was a big part of it. It just revealed what he already is, was, and the, yeah, and they say this in the game is uh, they like Arthur theorizes on it in the game. Yeah, that Dutch was always that. He was yeah. Dutch was always the Dutch you see in the first Red Dead. Yeah, but because of Hosea and some and the gang and all that, yeah, he was able to put on this. He was able to suppress stuff. Like he. That. He needed. I don't know if you. I don't know if you would say suppressed. Not suppressed, but he needed or, all that extra support. He needed all the. Yeah. He needed the attention too. Do you want another one of these beers? I'm all right. Sorry. Um, but. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. We love Red Dead Two. It's just epic. Mm, I'm, and I'm thinking when this episode's over, when we're done recording, I'm gonna go play some more. Yeah, I might watch you for a little <laughs> bit and play some, but um. Well, let's um. We could keep talking about, it, but I got a quiz ready. Well, uh, let's. Uh, I got one more thing. I want to. <laughs> I want to. It won't take long. Uh, I want to ask you. Uh, what were your favorite missions in the game? Like just fun factor missions. I love the one. Um. Well, epic wise, the yeah. oil field with when you're with uh, I forget his name, but Rain's Fall Sun. Yeah. Uh, Eagle flies. Eagle flies. Yeah. The whole oil field, big epic that like battle. Cool that yeah. was awesome. And then I love. I love the mission with Lenny where you get drunk Lenny. and just like go crazy. Oh, I like I like the one uh where you go with Sean to burn the Braithwaite's uh field. That one's pretty good. I like that one. Um or actually no, I take that back. The one in that chapter I like more is when you go when when the Braithwaites they capture um Jack. 
and the gang rides out in force to go rescue Jack. That was also one of my oh. favorites. Just epic. Where it's just, they're just like, no mercy. They took our boy. Even uncles there. They're I think. gonna yeah yeah they everyone all, everyone rides out guns, horses, everything just full force. They're gonna fuck these people up, and they do. Yeah <laughs> yeah. They burn their whole they burn the whole house, kill, kill pretty much everyone. Yeah. I mean, they were fucked up people too. And, and I like that mission so much because it was it was really satisfying because of like they they took Jack. That's the one thing you don't fuck with. And he needs you, to survive for Red Dead One for that su- to happen. He has to survive for Red Dead One, and also it's like you don't fuck <laughs> with the kid. No. Yeah. So like they took the kid and and they they crossed the. That's line. something not even Dutch or the gang has well, ever done. Well, Dutch says it in the beginning when you when you first capture Kieran, in the beginning in the first chapter. Yeah. And Dutch is like, you know, we we kill people who need killing, we save people who need saving, we feed people who need feeding, and I think that was that was a perfect example of that. They crossed a line, and these were people who needed killing. That was even a line Dutch went across. Yeah, he was like, these are people that need killing. But so they go out and when do you it. finally see so, Dutch so go batshit crazy, it's when he kills Del Monte. What's his name? Not Del Monte. That's the fruit thing company. <laughs> <laughs> the Del Monte boys, new band. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, the Italian mafia guy in San Denis. Oh, uh, I forget his name. I am forgetting it too. Uh, but he drowns him and feeds him to an alligator in the swamp, and everyone's like, "What the yeah. hell?" It's like, I know you wanted to get revenge on him, but that is a very inhumane... And Angelo Bronte. Angelo Bronte. Yeah. <laughs> I looked up Red Dead 2 Italian guy. No, Angelo Bronte sucked, but... I actually kind of liked him. Well, I liked him as a villain, but he sucked, a, you know? Yeah, he was kind of fun. Uh, but uh, when Dutch I, killed him so bad, feed I him li- to the alligators, you know? I like that Angelo Bronte treated Jack really well. No, yeah, he was like all pampered... <laughs> That was just nice. Other mansion. than that, he was a shitty guy, but <laughs> and I do like the Saint Denis parts. Saint Denis is. A it depends on my mood. Saint-Denis I'll hang out a, there if I'm in that mood. Saint Denis is a really well done city, but no, it's a really cool like industrial revolution city. Yeah, one of the coolest I've seen in a game. But um, and the I, lighting and everything. I will say, when it comes to like a Western game, you know, black in the first Red Dead, Blackwater was the big city. Blackwater is it's what I would. It's tiny compared to San Denis. It's tiny when you compare it to San Denis, and but it's also what I would imagine it's as a big town in Western. That in Western Blackwater, region. Valentine, yeah. Uh, San, and San Denis is really cool by itself, but it's probably my least favorite actual town in the game. No, yeah, because it's not Western. Yeah, you know, it's a big city. I, and but it, it, it's fun. I to do explore. love that they did it because we got to see that part of the time period. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Oh no, I, I'm glad and they included it, and it's fun. To it is fun to mess ex- around in, explore and an experience, and all that. Go to the theater and like. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, it's my least favorite town in the game. No, I'm usually spending most because it feels the least. Well, when Western. I'm when I'm Arthur, I'm spending most of my time New Hanover Grizzlies. Yeah, same. I do like messing around in Lemoyne. You could go kill the racist down there. Yeah. Um. I feel. I feel. Far less bad about myself when I'm going killing. Just killing racists. Yeah, because I'm, yeah. like, I'm like they're all racist. And then when I'm John, obviously I like going to New Austin because you can finally go there. Oh yeah, yeah. And and not even just New Austin, but Great Plains, Blackwater. Um, New Austin is actually. It's I pretty really, empty. Well, uh, in that blog. So here's the thing. But I, there's cool stuff in I it. I actually really like how empty 
New Austin is. No, that is true. Yeah. That's, I think, that's part why of why it's cool. Because that is, like, in the context of the game, that is the real West. It's the last remnants. The last remnants. The last the place where so it's when lawless. You're, when you're out there as John and it's lawless and, and it's there's open. not a lot going on and it's just like coyotes. Yeah. And like stuff like that. It, you feel alone. Yeah. And that it's is spooky. great. And there's a lot of spooky stuff in this there's game There's not too. actually a lot of... So one one problem... I, not really problem I have in the game, but the one thing I've noticed is the the traffic on the roads and stuff like that is, Sometimes is, it can be a little too frequent. It's frequent uh, enough that there's not actually a lot of places in the game where you really feel alone. There's a few. Up in the Grizzlies. Up in the Grizzlies, way up in the mountains, there's no in, one. Out in New um, Austin. New Austin. Uh, and there's a few places. Um, parts of... Um, parts of the Appalachian, whatever it's called, uh, the, but it's clearly based off the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, um, the Appalachian Mountains um, area. <laughs> that place, there's a few parts up there. Oh, and... Uh, I think some of the swamps, some of the marshes some of down the there, swamps. Can not necessarily feel lonely, but if it's very spooky, oh, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, they straight up have like ghosts, night folk, night folk and shit. Down yeah, there. Um, I um, like the atmosphere of the swamps, it's and you have fun. alligators just everywhere. Like, um, but no, there, the swamps is just a hostile environment. Like, not, it's just yeah, it's just hostile. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Uh, but there's not a lot of places in the game where you, I, I've noticed that you really actually feel. New like Isolate, New Austin, isolated and alone, and I think the two only two places I've noticed that you feel that way is New Austin and the Grizzlies, which makes sense. It does make sense, yeah. And so, which non, I guess not coincidentally, those are my two favorite parts of the well, map. Think about it. Not even just back in 1899, <laughs> but now, if you go way up in the mountains, you're gonna be alone. If yeah. you go way out in the middle of the desert and yeah. New Mexico and Arizona, you're gonna be freaking alone. Yeah, it's I, still that way. I grew up uh, driving uh, the highways between uh, Colorado and uh, California through the Mojave. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I've been those, through the Mojave Those are a lot. some long, lonesome roads. You can drive on that road by yourself and not, if you're driving at night especially, spe- yeah. and not encounter even another car. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> they're so long, it's still very much that long, way. Long, lonesome roads. Yeah. And I like it. Uh, it's. Um, yeah. I like the feeling... I, just so being out I, in the open. I'm not the type of person that I wouldn't want to live in isolation, but I like, like, camp, I like, I like camping and driving and stuff like that in isolation in places where I really feel alone. No, I I know what you mean. Just temporarily, just no for, temporarily. For a bit. And camping with buddies out in isolation can give a similar experience, like you're in it together. Yeah, type well, of that, thing. that's not that's not the same thing. Yeah, that that's that's your but that's not the same thing as. Being around other people, that's your with your your group, and you're still alone. Yeah, type of thing. So that can still give yeah. you a similar experience. But yeah, when you're just on a road trip or something, just out in the Mojave, out in the desert. Yeah, there is something mad, like mystical about it. The Mojave is <laughs> very. It's it's probably my favorite place. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my favorite place. I, it's cool. It is. It is cool. I, you know, like when you're Mahave. driving through there and like. I like. I've been camping in the Mojave. Yeah, and all that. I, I like, bet that's cool. I I've like never been the camping Mahave, there. But I, <laughs> no, it's cool. It's I cool. Grew, I grew up camping in Joshua Tree and in the high desert outside of. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. San Bernardino in California and all that sort of stuff. And uh, that's a good Zappa song, San Bernardino. Oh, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. um, Zappa I mean, episode. 
maybe that, that would but be fun that would be fun but anyways, would be intimidating uh, the timer went off which means it's quiz time to finish off this episode yeah classic contract podcast style okay this, should i should i pull this up too so it is yeah pull it up what is it find out okay red dead redemption 2 character quiz it's on twinfinite twinfinite that's a funny name how can you have two infinities i guess one going positive one going negative just that's just infinite that's what that is on twinfinite yeah twinfinite.net actually all right dot net wow fancy we're getting fancy tonight and i'll try to remember to put the link in all right the description for you guys <laughs> we'll note it down we'll, we'll try but if, we try if not it's google red dead redemption character quiz it's like the first, the first link yeah yeah all right Camp is low on supplies. What do you do? Head out to town, buy some ammunition, grab your bow and hunt down some of the local wildlife, grab some supplies from town, hunt some game, and then help everyone else with their gathering and hunting efforts. It's way too complicated, that one. Yeah. Uh, ambush a stagecoach, kill and rob its passengers, and donate half of it. See, not that one, because in the, like we mentioned the roads are pop are frequent enough. That you ambush a stagecoach, you're probably going to have to kill the witnesses and then kill those witnesses, <laughs> and then it's going to become it's a It's just going to escalate. It's going to escalate. Last time I did this, uh, uh, one of those carriages with the lawman with the little prisoner in the back came by, and it turned into a whole shootout. <laughs> the I whole had, thing. I had like a $500 bounty. <laughs> it was no I good. love the next one. Give a rousing speech and inspire others to collect supplies. <laughs> That's Dutch, obviously. Yeah. And then... Take a nap and let everyone else gather supplies. Your lumbagos acting <laughs> up today. Uh, I'm going um, to say grab your bow and hunt down some local wildlife. Because that's my go-to when Pearson comes up to me and says, like, hey, we need food or we're low on supplies. I grab my bow and I go hunting and I bring him a deer carcass. That's my. I would do it more of reaction. the Arthur way, I think. <laughs> I think this is the Arthur way. I guess my was the Charles way. Yeah, yours is yeah. grab some supplies from town, hunt some game, and then help everyone else. Yeah, the big one. Because my 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 reaction when people bug me in the in the camp about uh, you just immediately supplies, I just go hunting like right away. I just grab my bow <laughs> and go out and be like, it's he, easy enough. I tell Bill me. to do it, but <laughs> yeah, he won't do shit. No, he he's just like. And we're talking about the video game character. Bill just likes shooting people. Um, a Who, few. Who's Bill? Do you mean that Dave Antonio? I that, mean, um, that guy that always has a different <laughs> name on all our podcast episodes. He um, would be a good Red Dead Redemption two NPC, by the way. <laughs> he would. He was in that Western <laughs> photo. Yeah, shoot. he did. He did a photo shoot with uh, so, David Jarrow. And he has that uh, voice too. <laughs> um, a few members of the gang are looking to rob a bank in town. What advice do you give them? Remember to put half the haul in the gang's savings. Grab a drink or two from the shop before you go shooting up the place. That's me a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. For my dead eye and stuff. <laughs> Especially if you get the fine brandy, that that one actually doesn't have any negatives. I mean, it still gets you drunk, but doesn't like hurt your health core. Really? Yeah. I didn't know it, It's really good, actually. I don't pay attention to that stuff too much, actually. Play it cool and calm. Doing so might allow you to get through it without hurting anyone. Hit it fast and hard. Let's hit it fast and hard, Dutch. Uh, <laughs> few <laughs> bodies and a bounty are a small price to play for a big haul. Don't draw anyone back to camp. There are some bounties I still want to collect in town. Considering I'll be leading the robbery, I'm sure it'll get plenty of advice from me throughout. I'm gonna go with the last one there. I'm gonna go. So we play. That's how I play the game. I'm like, I'm like, you don't need advice from me. You're gonna be following me. That's how <laughs> I'm the protagonist, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna grab me a drink or two before um, 
shooting up the place. <laughs> what Just get one? drunk and numb, you know, so yeah. if you get hit or whatever, you'll be all right. Oh, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> what is one of your most prized personal possessions? My harmonica. My guns. My love of my life's ring. That took me a second is to process. Is that an Arthur thing? That took me a second to process what that even means. Like wedding ring? Well, yeah. yeah, your I, wit- I, yeah your no, I, I get it now. My but horse? <laughs> that would be me for the game. My horse. My gang's earning my whiskey. My whiskey. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm going to go with horse. I always try to keep the same horse throughout the whole game. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I would say that, but for the sake of getting a different re- uh, um, result. What would you say? I would get. I would choose my horse, but I, we have an issue on this quiz where we often get on often quizzes get, on quizzes where we often get the same results. So I'm gonna say my harmonica. I feel like that would be your second, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with that. I just don't want to get the same result as you because that's <laughs> been an issue before. Yeah. Um, well, there's <laughs> been times. Well, in one of the future ones, woo, time travel. But one of them, we. Uh, literally did not communicate about any of the questions and we yeah. still got the same results. This is the same results. <laughs> I don't think that episode exists yet. But does it? We record we we've been banking some episodes. Anyways. No, that episode's out yet. No, it's not. No, no. Not that, that one. No, no, no. The, the one we, we did another one. The one we recorded ahead of time. No, we did another quiz though. though. That's not out yet. Not on that quiz episode we did. That was a commentary. No, we did a quiz during it, though. I swear we did. No, oh, no, it was... No, uh, no, it was during Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, yeah, I'm getting my episodes that mixed episode up. That episode was last week, Jackson. What are you what talking about? What the hell? Break of the timelines here. <laughs> we don't record episodes ahead of time. Anyways, there's been a lot of... You know this if you listen. There's been a <laughs> lot of times where we get the same answers, even if we're not, like, being obvious. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to <laughs> so. not... We're trying to not do that. Your friend has been sent to a secluded prison and is set to hang. What do you do? You hire a hot air balloon pilot and fly him to the island. Okay, I know who that I is. I liked that mission. That was fun. Oh, that is one of my favorite missions, oh. too, because you see the whole map and everything. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, break them out in a daring raid on the prison. It'll be it'll bring the law down on you, but their family. But that happens also in the... <laughs> yeah, that just happens along with that one, yeah. the hot air one, balloon one. Save their rescue for later. You have plans you need to uh, ruminate on. I had a plan. All right, Dutch. <laughs> I'll leave them. Damn it, Dutch. It's their own fault for getting sloppy. That's a. That's that, early Arthur. That's a Micah thing to say. It's Micah thing to do at that point, but Arthur would think that way about John yeah. originally. <laughs> Take a boat out to the prison in the dead of night. You might be able to sneak in and get them out without attracting too much attention. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. I was, I was s- sleeping. What happened? <laughs> <That was a laughs> Lumbago. Lumbago. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, it's basically, do I just go with the events in the game? <laughs> or do I choose something else? I think a boat would be more subtle. A boat would be a better option. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with, sorry, I was sleeping. What <laughs> happened? Um, I was playing my harmonica. There you go. I was distracted. You're probably going to be uncle. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, a bounty with a high price on his head has been sighted in a nearby town. What do you do? Send your best man to take him in and claim the bounty for you. Ask, ask around town for the latest whereabouts and then ride him down. Interrogate one of his former associates for his location. Find him, shoot him dead, and bring in the corpse for the bounty. 
Track him through the wilderness and hogtie him before he knows what hit him. Bounty hunting's not the best activity for someone <laughs> with lumbago. Um, <laughs> so when I'm playing single player, I try my best to bring in bounties alive. Yeah. But when I play Red Dead Online, I, I don't, don't give I don't much. I don't play it much either. But when I do, which is very rarely, <laughs> I make no effort to take him down. He's alive. <laughs> Too much a pain in the ass. So uh, I'm going to say find him, shoot him dead, and take him the corpse. Track him through the wilderness and hogtie him. Okay, the constant attacks by the Pinkertons are tearing the gang apart. What do you do? Have faith that every that things will get better again and make sure everyone around you does the same. You gotta have faith. You gotta have some faith. <laughs> Use the turmoil to elevate yourself among the gang's members. Okay, Micah, get out of here. <laughs> I don't even want to look at that often. Hold the gang together and keep them safe as best as you can. Help as many members as you escape before it's too late. Okay, Arthur. Um, set out your, your own <laughs> to help those hurt by the gang's actions. That's also kind of Arthur, depending. Yeah. Um, stick with whoever seems like they'll make it out alive. <laughs> um, Should I answer, answer this as Arthur or as me? As you. Oh, stick with whoever seems like they'll make it out alive. <laughs> I ain't going down for that shit. <laughs> I I'm not going to do that one Because that's what I wanted to do <laughs> You know what I'm going to do it If this one option okay. does it We've had mostly different answers If this option does it fine. then this quiz sucks again This should be fine we've had pretty much All the most, other ones. Mostly different answers If, if you, you ever got away Okay you can do this If one. you ever got away, away from the outlaw life What would you do instead you would enjoy a peaceful life with my beloved. Relax in paradise on a tropical island. Tahiti. <laughs> we have a plan to go to Tahiti. You could <laughs> have a little faith. Yeah. Uh, uh, hunt down outlaws as a bounty hunter. Uh, Sadie. Sadie. Uh, aid those who have been mistreated to carve out a better life for themselves. Charles. Nothing. I'll kill and rob to survive till the day I die. Micah. Micah. <laughs> uh, work as a farmhand, or at least pretend to. John? That's John. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say he at least I'm, pretends to do I'm that. I'm going to say hunt down outlaws as a bounty hunter, because then I can be like the Mandalorian. That would be really cool, but I want to relax on a tropical island yeah. with Dutch. That would be cool. That would be very nice. I just don't trust Hell, even him. if it was just the voice actor. <laughs> yeah, What's he his, seems uh, like ben? a cool guy. I forget his name, but he's cool. I could look at, I could pull it up real quick. Last question. What's more important to you than anything else? Helping those I care about, my ideals, surviving, doing the right thing, making those that hurt me pay. That, that's kind of a living carefree. I would say just always trying to do the right thing. Like for real life too. I would say my ideals. Because if my ideals can mean doing the right, right thing. Right, but that's... That's but, so broad. But, like, what I because I'm a philosophy person, you know, <laughs> what is doing the right thing? <laughs> I think if it feels right to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, I got a cool... Re- I got a What'd cool you get? What'd you get? I got Sadie Adler. Oh, thank God we got different ones. 
Because you said you got a cool one, because I also got a cool one. It's just a different one. Nice. Okay. I got Charles Smith. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> Those are the two best ones. All right. Other than Arthur and John, maybe, well, I guess. Yeah, I mean. Um, but everyone wants Arthur and John. I know. I'm glad I got Charles Smith. He's awesome. Yeah. So you're Charles Smith, one of the more morally sound members of the Vandaloon gang. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't steal out of sport, but out of necessity. And you try your best to live by the code of an honorable thief when you can. You do your best to guide other towards the more peaceful and helpful resolution of problems. But when the cards are down, you're more than capable of dealing with whatever tremble comes your way. So mine says, Yeah, that sums up, Charles. Yeah. So mine says, you're Sadie Adler. You're one of the toughest and sharpest guns in the Vanderlyn gang has. When the usual members of the game are no, gang are nowhere to be found, you hold the gang together and keep them safe, taking on and taking down any threats that are dumb enough to come your way. You've su- survived plenty during your time in the West, and if you have anything to say about it, you'll survive plenty more before it's finally time for you to hang up your gun. Yeah. I guess, yeah. That's, no, very, that's, that's very generic sounding, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, that could also be Arthur, too. That could be... Several members of the game, I th- gang, I think. I think that could also be Charles. <laughs> no, it's not Charles because he's not gung ho like shooter like. But he'll protect crazy. It. But he'll protect the gang if he needs to, type of thing. You know. He won't protect the gang if it means just outright murdering an innocent person yeah. or something. Yeah. I think Sadie would be a little bit more willing to just shoot someone. <laughs> you know. But yeah. So I'm Charles, you're Sadie. <laughs> Sadie, that's a good... Uh, and they're both in the epilogue uh, with John, which Benjamin is cool. Brian Davis is Dutch fan of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Roger Clark, Arthur Morgan, and Rob uh, uh, Whitehoff. John, Marston, yeah. John Marston. I would love... You know, Roger Clark's on Cameo. If I find the reason... To hire him to do something, I think I might, because that would just be so cool. Oh, I know he doesn't do... Uh, he doesn't do promotion, promotion stuff. Promotion stuff Birthdays? Yeah. You know? Oh, I would hire him to say happy birthday to someone. Yeah. That'd be a good birthday gift. I would hire him really? to ha- say happy birthday to myself. That'd be really sad, but it'd I be would cool. probably hire him to say happy birthday to myself as well. <laughs> Okay. You'd probably make fun of us as Arthur about it, I, I which like, I would love. I would like put it because I know on Cameo you can put in like uh, the gist of what they want them to say, and if there's anything specific you want them to say, so I'd probably be like, you know, wish me a happy birthday, and then I'll be like, can you also use the term like rootin', rootin', tootin' as cowboy in the West type of thing, like because <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. But anyways, it's a good episode. This is fun. I had a lot of fun. I talking really about, like talking about video game we like. Yeah, for once. Um, um. <laughs> so expect to see more of this format. Uh, yeah, in the future. Yeah, we got we got some other games we've been talking about. Uh, oh, talking there's about. plenty of games that we could pull up. But um, you know, they're we, all fun. They're all fun. We games. did a lot of movie, especially Godzilla versus stuff in a row. Yeah. Um, and. And we will be doing more Godzilla in the future. No, yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna try to bring more variety again. Yeah, less movie stuff. Well, I mean, it was kind of hard not to. Well, for one, we had WandaVision. We had yeah. to cover that. Movie stuff's so easy to do. It's as easy well. too, and so oh, it's always it's easy to do. It's easy to stay relevant, and it gets good done when you're doing modern uh, movie stuff. Yeah. But um, um, you know, we had WandaVision, and we had Zack Snyder's Justice League, then Godzilla vs Kong, and then we did the commentary, which I'm so excited to do more Godzilla commentaries. Yeah, but we've got a we've I've got a friend of mine who's a a Godzilla nut, a Godzilla nerd. 
and he we're and like he, it. We're gonna have him no, join us on a yeah. commentary one of these days. Um, but that's it. So, uh, yeah, do the thing, Colton. Okay, Jackson. Okay. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we'll roll the outro. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends that you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To view all of our current available streaming and social media platforms, visit our link tree in the description below. If you enjoy the show, it would be appreciated if you leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast is not responsible for any alcohol-related problems such as domestic disputes, bar fights, gnarly hangovers, driving under the influence, or regurgitation. Okay, Colton, you can roll the outro now.